Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Wendy Bowlesby and Melissa Kirscher. Welcome to Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am Wendy with my fabulous co-host. Melissa, and as you can tell, our health is starting to deteriorate, or at least mine is. <laughs> I was I had it last year. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I think I did too. I, th- I think e- I've had eventually. the illness, the, the plague, the fantastic flu every year. It's not flu, it's just a cold. It's just a cold. Yeah. Um, so we just finished uh, day six, and uh, this is not, as you listen will notice that this is not a gradual after every movie catch up because while well, Melissa had to recover for most of the day yeah. and we literally did not find each other until like right before the last movie like mm-hmm. oh there you are <laughs> so um, I did actually go to every slot today I'm proud of you I'm kind of proud of me too <laughs> uh, I did I got to my first movie with two minutes to spare uh-huh. and that was the fantastic shorts and I got to see 10 shorts which were a mixed bag but overall high quality all the way through okay. um, I in particular liked solid silver anus oh, oh okay why I liked that um, it's an animated one but what's fun is it is an actual recording of a voicemail message that was left that is fantastic right and then they did something completely different with it you don't even I don't even care I could tell you because he told us the story of how they got that recording Uh, it doesn't matter it is a man calling back to say you wanted to order a solid silver anus and the the salesperson calling back and leaving that message and it was delightfully odd Um, there was a lot I saw like four four or five animated ones which were great um, two live action which were good was Iron Spider, which was about lucha, luchadors, luchadors, mm-hmm. um, luchador fighting, and it was fun because what the your your character is this tiny little man uh-huh. called the Iron Spider. There's no dialogue, and but he goes into the ring against a great big guy, and he holds his own, but eventually he loses. But it's pretty clear that that's what was scripted, and it was mm-hmm. just it was a lovely little sort of tone piece. And the other was Clara's Rage, which is. Uh, Mexican, and uh, some nice rabies women being isolated and controlled, and and dogs and like you'd like it, you'd yes, like it. Yes, yes, Although yes. it turns out that that was kind of a theme for the day. There's Judy, which was fun, mm-hmm. live action. Oh hi, I'm a robot sent to be your assistant. Can I fuck you? Yes. <laughs> Is there anything you need me to do? Can I fuck you in the ass? Yes, and it goes on from there, and then the, I'm giving away the twist because the odds of you ever seeing this, but it's like, oh, you, you're broken. I'll call the service number. Yeah, that's my wife. What's she doing now? <laughs> she said she was a robot. 
Wait, she said you, she was a robot and you believed her? <laughs> Do you have a lot of sex with robots? It was delightfully weird. Wow. Um, and then an animated one called Vitamins for Life, which was incredibly funny and silly and very short, which I liked. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so that's actually the first time I've gone to a shorts program here at Fantastic Fest, and I really enjoyed it. I, I um, like the shorts program. Um, it helps that it was recommended. Lee, Lee said that that particular per- she had gone also to shorts with legs. She said shorts with legs was a 50-50 bag. Yeah, no, that one's kind of iffy. But she's first. like, but this one was pretty solid throughout, and having seen it, I agree. So awesome. I watched shorts to begin my day. Awesome. And then while Melissa was still S- sleeping in my car, sleeping in my ca- in her car now, and my second slot was 24 by 36, a movie about movie posters which is a documentary and it starts with sort of the golden age of movie posters and then goes through what we all experienced in the 90s which is where artistry left yes. and what was it Mel, Mel Gibson called it when he came to do the Q&A for Passion of the Christ? Three oh, heads in a carpet? Three heads in a carpet. Three heads in a carpet. The floating head syndrome, the blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, yeah. and how it's, it's been reduced to that, which isn't about the directors, and it's kind of not even necessarily about the studios as much as it is about the distributors. Yeah. Being like, no, I need to have Brad Pitt's face on it so when people want to rent it or buy it, they see Brad Pitt's face. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rise of Mondo and that Mondo and all the other ones that followed of going back to art, yeah. um, and potentially the artistry coming back in maybe. And, and then the final sort of piece is that movie studios are trying out going back to more illustrated ideas, more conceptual art. Mm-hmm. So I liked it. Um, of course, I then sat down next to Harry Knowles. And Jay Knowles, and Jay actually made a living as one of the first movie poster dealers in the U.S. and traveled all over the U.S. selling movie posters, yeah. finding movie posters, collecting movie posters. And the two of them were like, it was a fine documentary, but boy, howdy did it skim the surface. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, you can say that about almost any documentary. Exactly. Honestly. Exactly. Honestly. So, um, so it was sort of fun to get that perspective on it, too. Yeah. Uh, then I'm, I'm, listeners, I am blasting through these because I'm so tired. Yes, yes. Um, so go ahead and do a, do a Sura. Uh, Asura, City of Madness, what, is a Korean film. I am still trying to find the perfect adjective for it because brutal isn't quite right, even though it was. Like, people were impaled, bones mm. were sticking out, everybody dies at the end in a bloody hatchet and gun shootout. Mm-hmm. Like oh and it, the oh the foley on that was just um, you know and it was like there is physical brutality happening but the film isn't brutal everybody in it's a bad guy and everybody gets what they deserve but it's not nihilistic it's not like I thought unflinching so I'm still working on the perfect adjective for it right but I did like it oh good I did like it I talked who did I I forget who I ran into afterwards oh I think it was Cargill and he's yeah. like. The pacing was a little too slow. They could have cut out 15 minutes. And I agree with him. I think they were going for sort of a um, the heat. Not the heat. Uh, heat. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the De Niro. The De, De Niro, Pacino. Yeah. Oh, they, my God. They're going to be on screen together for the first time. Yeah. Like, I think they were going for that sort of a vibe. But it didn't quite quite mm-hmm. get there. And so it, it just was a little laggard. It could have been 
tightened up. That said, uh, the actors are terrific in it. The characters are terrific in it. Um, and it's kind of satisfying, but not in a woohoo blood fest way, but just satisfying in terms of, yeah, that's how that, oh, that, that shit would get like that. Yep, that's right. pretty bad shit. Right. Um, and, oh, that bad guy had the craziest motherfucking eyes I've seen in a long time. His eyes just spun with crazy. <laughs> Woo! Like little pinwheels of psychopathy right in there. Nice. So, yeah, if you find it on, like, Netflix or on streaming, definitely, definitely watch it. Definitely. What did, so, and then in the third then, slot, you were here. I finally got here, and I finally started watching movies. And so, uh, I saw Raw. Which I which, am having regret that I didn't see because everybody is talking about it. It has been getting great buzz at the festival, and rightly so, because it, it is awesome. So it is. I hope it's a buzz screen. It is a debut feature by uh, uh, Julia Ducournau, I think is how you pronounce her name. Uh, she's It's from France, <clears throat> in, in French. And it is. It reminds me a lot of Ginger Snaps. Which is quite which the endorsement. Is, which really is the endorsement. And uh, um, it's about this uh, young college-age lady. She is, uh, she's going into freshman year of college as a veterinary student. She's, uh, she was raised vegetarian. Her parents are vegetarian, very strict. And she is you know, the, kind of the, the, the model student. She's very fastidious. She's, she goes in with a good pedigree. And her older sister is already in college, and uh, the older sister is already an upperclassman. So, younger sister gets there, and of course, it's hazing time. And it is, you know, vicious hazing and throwing mattresses out the windows, and then, you know, wild parties and all that stuff, and she's never been exposed to that stuff. And so, it's a little bit of the fish out of the water stuff thing, and she starts exhibiting... Um, anxiety behaviors just like really really strongly and she's starting to get rashes and itching and, and she's chewing her hair oh, and, okay. and, and all that but it's it starts going further than that and she starts she is during this hazing week um, she is made to eat a piece of raw rabbit liver and she gets a taste for flesh <laughs> and it goes from there and uh, it's it is a it is a fantastic story um, the <clears throat> I'm sorry I'm get my voice back a little bit exercise is good yeah when um, you warm it up when you warm it up it comes back <laughs> so anyway uh, she's you know finding her way in you know, through her freshman year but also trying to deal with the fact that um, suddenly she's craving meat Lots of it, and it's really kind of uncontrollable, and and uh, it's just it's just really handled. The, the actress who is playing the lead is fantastic. She's got all the behaviors of anxiety down, so it really grounds the performance. Oh, nice! As as it, her behaviors get wildly out of hand, she's very nicely grounded in this in the world. So, it, and it's just. Um, you know this brightly colored, poppy-looking movie. It moves really well. Um, it is. Oh, I want to see it. I would never have guessed it was a deb- debut feature. Oh, I want to see really, it. Really, really, really uh, yeah, so, it's so good. It's so good. 
and it has so many things about you know, to say about you know young women entering the world of sex for the first time and and uh, you know college behavior and, and oh, yeah. the social structures and sisters and family dynamics and yeah oh it's it's really really good really solid um, okay so, and so then then you can talk about Al I don't want to um, let me um, <laughs> you can give a okay I, I give us a, a Okay, so in the fourth slot, Paul Verhoeven's latest film called Elle, which is a French film. Elle in French is she. Um, It starts with a rape, and from there, the character has a neighbor that she is very attracted to. She is she's masturbating to. She's flirting with. He is responding, and then she finds out that that is the person who raped her when he comes to rape her again and she gets the mask off of him mm-hmm. okay then she doesn't report him and then she starts seeking out having sex with him but he can only really enjoy it if he's raping her so she goads him into continuing to rape her because and there's all sorts of other backstory that it, I want to make it clear I think it's a good film I have no issues with anything the character does. All of it is believable and real mm-hmm. because people are complex right. and sexuality is complex. Right. And I think this film could potentially be a great conversation starter about consent. Yeah. Unfortunately, what this film is in our current social context is a film that gives permission to men to say women are asking for it and it isn't that traumatic to be raped Mm. and um, when a woman says she doesn't want it it may or may not be true and so while I could I got to the end of the movie and I was mostly fine but then when I walked out it started to really piss me off Mm. Um, and I thought maybe if a woman director had directed it but the more I think about it, no, because I might even be even more angry that a woman would give the toxic elements of our society that kind of weapon to yeah. use against us. And it really upset me. Mm. It really upset me. And then, unfortunately, I kept weirdly walking into <laughs> tits everywhere. There are so many tits. Tonight, yeah. just tonight, like it was just Not like live tits, just tits on screen. Tits on screen, and I'm just like I have no resources to deal with the objectification of women right now. Mm-hmm. Whoo! So uh, yeah, so that was L. Welcome to I'm, the world of Paul Verhoeven when he's not directing in English. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's a good film. Yeah. I wish to Christ it didn't exist. Yeah. It's the. It's it's a. Perhaps valid message at exactly the wrong time. Yeah, like yeah, it, it context is everything. Yes, like I, I don't have any issues with it. It's just a bad fucking idea. Yeah, yeah. and for him to do that betrays his fucking privilege. Mm-hmm. Because are you are you are you fucking kidding me? Why why yeah. would you put that message out there right now? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, this is the first time I've been 
really upset by a film at Fantastic Fest. Mm-hmm. Normally, I just don't like them. Like, that's the worst that could happen is I'm just like, well, that was a piece of shit. <laughs> ah, so, um, yeah. so, yeah. So, but, listeners, I want to tell you what Melissa is wearing right now. <laughs> Melissa is wearing her... Um, Godzilla, no, no, this is, Oregon this is Trail just, God. Well, it's a T Rex. It's a T Rex. It's a. I apologize. There is no. There are no fins on the. No, back you're right. It's animal. it's the T Rex Oregon Trail crossover T-shirt, yeah. and she does have little dinosaur. Earrings in, and I can tell that she did all of this because she was super excited for what she saw in her fourth slot. Yeah, because this this will turn this podcast right around into joy territory again. Because I saw Shin Godzilla, <laughs> the North American premiere of Shin Godzilla. This is the first time anybody on this continent has seen Shin Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla. Godzilla. Mm. Oh. <laughs> so, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, I'm so happy now. It's it's like. My my fantastic fest. Everything on here from here is just like extra. It's just bonus. Points. I got was, fucking Godzilla. Yeah, I got Godzilla. I'm flying high. I'm happy. So <clears throat> the new Godzilla film, <laughs> which uh, will will get a short release here in the U.S. Uh, in mid October. Like it's only out for a couple weekends and gone. Okay, I um, will. I will seek it out. Yes, it is. Um, it, it may be a Godzilla film only for true believers, and here, here's why. Because the Toho Godzilla films, if you're really familiar with them, you do know that they're like 85% human beings doing stupid shit, and then 15 or 10% monsters. Yeah, they are a whole lot of not Godzilla until there's a little bit of Godzilla. Yeah, which is why when the American Godzilla came out in 2014 and people were complaining, there's not enough action, and it's like, have you seen a Japanese Godzilla film? Yeah, like, are you fucking kidding me? This is, like, a lot more action than in (laughs) regular Toho films. But, and this one is very exemplary of that. (laughs) So it really is about 10% monster. But what the 90% is of humans, it is uh, a really clever satire, 1970s style disaster movie, like in the American mode, like Earthquake. Oh, yeah. But it's um, kind of a satire of what happened at Fukushima. Oh, well. It gets heavily political. Oh, good job. Yeah, so so all the human stuff is like following from conference room to conference room to conference room and walk and talk, and it, it's like West Wing for Godzilla. <laughs> it's all the inner workings of the government going, oh, we can't drop that bomb there. There are civilians there. Okay, what does the, the Ministry of the Interior say? And, you know, and, and they're they're like going around the room, and it's like, oh, you can't do that. But, but maybe this. No, you can't do that over here because of this thing. And it's all the, the politics and playing politics and the international politics that would come in. Oh, fuck yeah. And this film is a full reboot. This oh. is the first time that it's actually been a full reboot because in, like, the 29th... I think this is the 29th Godzilla film from Toho. Um, <clears throat> the, the previous ones, there have been pretty much many, many reboots, kind of, because, like, all the sequels acknowledge the first 1954 Godzilla film, but nothing after it. So, like, each one will say, yes, there was one back in the 50s, and, oh, no, here's another monster. And then the next one will be, won't acknowledge the previous sequel, but it'll go back to 1954 Godzilla and do its own thing with it. So this one is actually a full reboot. Like, Godzilla rises from the waves, and they have no clue what it is. 
Okay, okay. But it's... I really, I really kind of like their new take on it. Oh? Uh-huh. It takes a little getting used to, but um, the, the reveal is very nice uh, of, of, a, of a creature coming out of the waves and um, the... The, the design refers to the original goofy-ass-looking costume with the googly eyes and everything. <laughs> Although they, they just look like those blank fish eyes, like lidless orbs with the dots in the middle, and it, it looks kind of goofy, but they also have that kind of creepy fish quality to them, which I appreciate. And Well, this, he does live underwater. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it makes sense. But the, the other thing I really appreciate is this is the first Godzilla movie to really just go full CGI with... The first Japanese Godzilla movie to yeah. go full CGI. Um, they what? Did, no zipper up the back? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's Debbie, that's Debbie chiming in. Yes. There is, no, there, feel free. There is a... Uh, uh, the, the beautiful thing, though, is they got one of the Godzilla actors in and he did motion capture. Oh, it. nice. And the design... Of Godzilla looks like it uh, could be a man in suit. Like yay! the texture on the CGI model looks like exactly something you could paint onto a damn latex suit. Are we doing the Ed Vigoda podcast? We are doing the Ed Vigoda podcast. Hello, Cargill. <laughs> hi, hi, Ed Vigoda. Hi, Ed Vigoda. All right, we're going. Hello, uh, uh, podcast listeners. <laughs> that dude listeners. Good night. Well, see Robert Cargill. See you tomorrow and Jessica. Where was I? Um, he looks like a man in a suit. The texture look, of it. He does look like a man in a suit. With the, the CGI. Texture. Yeah, so it's it, it totally looks like a dude in a latex suit. Nice. Which I appreciate. But they're doing things with it that you couldn't do with a dude in a latex in, suit. In an actual latex suit, yeah. And the, the scenes of mayhem are very striking. Are they mayhemy? They're very mayhemy. It's, it gets to a point where it's like, let's. He's kind of unstoppable. Let's just dump buildings on him. <laughs> Dump another building on him. It's like, all right, I can, I can appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, it, it has a nice ramping up the wrath of God sort of. I'm on board. God, I'm on board. Yeah, I'm on it's board. It, it's pretty good. And you know, they're they. Um, I think they also make a stronger um, effort to kind of ground it more in science because there there are a lot of things in the beginning. It's like, wow, oh, he's too. That, a creature that big can't walk on land, you know, I don't think he's going to be able to walk upright. You know, he'll just collapse. Oh, my God, they addressed it. They addressed it. And it's like, okay, so it, he has to have some way to dissipate heat because of his metabolism, so that must be what the fins on the back are for. You know, that sort of stuff. It's like, all right. All right Yay. And, and, you know, of course, it goes into crazy town uh, for, you know, psycho, or not psycho babble, but the science babble. On, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the, you just expect that. Yay, techno babble. But they addressed yeah. it like, there's no way he could be upright. Well, apparently he can. What? <laughs> Yay. How does that happen? All right. So, awesome. Yeah. And then... So, I, I, your mileage may vary since there is very little action, dear listeners, depending what you expect out of Godzilla movie. But I like this Godzilla movie. I'm, I'm very excited to see it. Holy fuck, what the hell? I hope you can still hear us. Gojira! Gojira! I think that's just somebody's, like, motorcycle. All right, so the last slot of the day, Mm -hmm. I actually was thinking about going home, and I'm so glad I didn't, because if I'd gone home, I just would have been in a bad mood and at home. But 
My friends who are motorcycle riders tell me it's useful to have a loud bike so that you are noticed on the road. I just fucking hate it, though. Um, I think there should be noise ordinances. I think there are noise ordinances. So, But I'm glad I didn't, because, and I chose not to because for the first time, like... I didn't, there was like, Melissa was going to be in the same screening with me. And that's the first time in days. And Neil and Ray were going to be in that screening. And Reed was going to be in that screening. It's like, I could actually watch a movie with a whole bunch of people I know instead of just sitting by myself. Mm-hmm. And it's a martial arts western. Okay, I'll stay. And I'm so glad I did. So we saw Call of Heroes, Call of Heroes which, which is, is Hong Kong. It is Hong Kong. And uh, choreographed by Sam Mohan, one of my favorites. Yeah, I love Sam Mohan choreography. I love it, love it, love it. I will watch anything that Sam, Sam Mohan choreographs. So, um, and it was introduced, and the guy introducing it made a really good point of like, there's not, Hong Kong used to be huge, but um, ever since the reun- reunification? Yeah, ever ever since Britain basically moved out of Hong yeah. Kong. Yeah. Um, Anything that they want to make has got to pass the Chinese board in order to get full funding, and getting the Chinese board to approve it is very hard. He used the word opaque. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Jackie Chan and all their big stars have all gone north, and as he put it, sold out. Yeah. So um, there's not a lot coming out of the the industry in Hong Kong is dying because they can't get the big budget from China to do the films they want to do. This is one of the few that has succeeded and it was delightful yeah. Rio Bravo martial arts yeah pretty much yeah pretty yeah. much and yeah. um, it was yay yeah, it's, it's nothing extraordinarily special but it's it's fun it's solid and uh, the uh, choreography is you know Sam Mahon. yeah and the bad guy also crazy eyes yeah very crazy eyes on the dude yeah not as crazy as Asura, City of Madness, but I mean, it's right there in the title, Madness. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Madness, this is Korea! The thing I like, it has a kind of a light touch to it, which I always appreciate, and not everything is dramatic, dramatic, dramatic. It's it's got, you know, kind of a jokey quality to... uh, Oh yeah, the first fight when you meet uh, Monkey King Mm -hmm. is super delightful. Yeah, and the... And even Sam Hung's choreography is, you know, there's a, a quality to it where it's not quite the Jackie Chan, everything in the room is a weapon, but there's a certain whimsical quality to it and the way other objects come into play. Well, and even, like, the way, like, he'll do straight up, like, um, martial arts stuff, you know, kicks and deflections and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But then somebody will catch a weapon in a really unique way yeah. and do a turn... That's, that you're just like, oh, that was cool. That was just mm-hmm. imaginative. Yeah, or the uh, bit where one of the female fighters, her, her sword, I think her sword gets tossed away or something like that, and she picks up a mat that gets cut in half, and she uses the, the rough edges of this reed mat to cut up the guy's face. It cuts across his eyes. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's wonderfully gross. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was a really delightful end to the day, and even though I, that's the first movie I, honest to God, was nodding off in. Yeah. So we're hitting that point in the festival. Yep. So we're going to uh, go home and recuperate. 
Yes. And we will see you tomorrow after we see another full day of news. Oh, my God. I've got some good ones tomorrow, too, I get. Yeah, me too. I've got I get the Handmaiden. Slate. I got Handmaiden as well. Um, Kamati Padam in the morning. I know you're going to... Uh, I'm going to like, skip Kamati yeah. Padam. Uh, and uh, I think... There was another one though that we both because we both have because oh, we both yeah, we got, got Sadako versus Kayako. Yep. I, so we get to see Ring versus Grudge. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. To talk we'll about tell that. you about him tomorrow. <laughs> All right, listeners. Good night. Get some rest. I don't know if you need it, but we do. It's